You are listening to the Voices of Riverview, a podcast celebrating the life and times of New Brunswick's largest town as it celebrates 50 years. I'm your host, Tosh Taylor, a longtime Riverview admirer interested in learning more. On the show today, we are chatting with Mayor Andrew LeBlanc. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's start things off with telling everybody about who you are and how you ended up in Riverview because you weren't born here. So let's start with that. You're, I mean, you've been here most of your life, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I moved uh, I moved to Riverview in 93. I think I was eight years old at the time. So I've been here for 30 years now. I, uh, I was born in St. John. I grew up in Hampton. Uh, and then just through my parents transferring for work, I ended up in Riverview. And uh, yeah, I've been here ever since. So I, I really grew up in Riverview and this has been my home for, for 30 years now. And so I'm happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, you clearly love the town. When do you think like your love for the town kind of clicked? Do you like do you recall a moment where you were, you know, potentially a teenager and you're like, you know what, I'm going to be on council someday. Then I'm going to be mayor before I'm 40. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it really comes from a love of community. I think it really comes from the values that our, our town have. And so moving moving to Riverview, I, I think even the folks who are moving to our community now will say this, that there's an immediate sort of draw to the sense of community that we have, the togetherness that we have, the fact that our, our residents are kind to one another and that we, we support each other really well. And I think that is something that we've always had as a town. Uh, it's something that we've continued to to maintain, and I think that's uh, an immediate reaction. So it's pretty pretty early, I guess, that I would have really liked the town. And uh, I, I went off to university for a few years at Mount Allison, and then. Um, chose to come back and, and stay in Riverview. And I ended up getting a, a summer job with the Boys and Girls Club here in Riverview, now BGC Riverview. That really got me involved more in the community and, and working with young people and building relationships here in town. And I think that really was a, a big catalyst for me wanting to 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 stay in Riverview, uh, really caring about the community, caring about the direction that we're going in, caring about the people who are here. Uh, my whole career has been in the nonprofit sector working to support children and youth in our community and so uh, I've developed a certain affinity I guess for for this town and, and for the people in it and just wanting to do whatever I can to make it uh, a better place. And I suppose your role with uh, BGC would have shown you kind of the inside of how the town works too because you'd be working very closely with Parks and Rec uh, and with the town like if you were getting grants or what have you so that probably I would say opened your your eyes to realize, well, maybe council is a good thing for me. What can I do next? Yeah, well, it, and it definitely created the opportunity for me to uh, have a few different mentors. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of different people in town that I encountered through my role at Boys and Girls Club. I always tell the story, Jerry Forsyth being one of them. He's a, a lion here in Riverview. He's a former counselor as well. And uh, so he came in and met with us about a, a funding or a funding application we had done for one of our programs. And getting to meet people like him and, and learn about his experience as a leader in our town and uh, and all the great things that he's been doing. I found that to be kind of infectious and I was like, oh, I, I really want to, to do something like that. That was inspiring to me. And so I, I remember it was actually, this room used to be the old council chambers in the old town oh, really? hall that we're in right now. Uh, and so I was in this room making a presentation to the then council uh, and I would have been fairly young at the time. Uh, about a fundraiser that we were doing, and that was terrifying. Uh, that was the first time I had ever been in, in council chambers for a, a formal reason. And, um, yeah, so I remember just the old horseshoe that we had and uh, and uh, 
presenting to council at the time and that was that was daunting but i was like this is a this is a cool spot i, <laughs> I like this i don't know maybe that planted the seed subconsciously yeah <laughs> really eh? who knows well i mean you remember it so there it must have yeah but I've, I've been involved in leadership for a long time i think that's uh, it goes back to those values we talked about about supporting community in the town of Riverview as well. I think the people who are leaders in this community have always valued those things as well. Uh, and so even in middle school, when I started there, we had uh, a community group that had come in to do a presentation on uh, a local organization they were supporting called Children of Chernobyl or mm-hmm. Children for Chernobyl. I can't remember the name now. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they were supporting uh, kids who were affected by the disaster in, in Chernobyl. And so a couple of my friends and I were like, well, that's that's pretty awesome. So there was no formal leadership group at the middle school at the time. So we organized our own week long fundraiser for them and, and raised money. And I was like, that's, that was kind of my first taste of leadership, I guess. And I really, I really like that. And so that was a, it was a neat opportunity to, to build some of those leadership skills. Uh, at the time we also had a civics class in middle school. So I was learning about government, all levels of government and things like that. So those things kind of put me on a path, uh, to pursue some different leadership opportunities. I did student government in high school, student union and in, in university. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> Came back to Riverview and decided to run for council here. So, <laughs> what did you take in university? Uh, I was only at university for a few years. Uh, I started in music, then didn't want to do that, and did political science, uh, and then didn't want to do that. And I had my job with the Boys and Girls Club, and they offered me full time. So, uh, I ended up leaving Mount A to go work in the nonprofit sector, and then did a certificate in nonprofit management with CCNB and. Uh, chose to stay in the nonprofit sector. Yeah, so here yeah. we are 20 years later. Well, and you're doing a wonderful job at it. And your full-time job right now is you're the executive director of Atlantic Wellness. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You said um, Jerry Forsyth, but you've also been very open about how much you and Ann Siemens uh, really worked together. And Ann was really an icon for you and probably still is. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was probably a nightmare for Anne when I <laughs> when, when we first got elected. I, I got elected back in 2012 as a councillor at large. And so at the time, Anne had just been elected mayor, and I think she had five new councillors that first term. And having the chair now, God love her. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how she put up with me. She's been a political mentor for me since 2012. Uh, I've learned so much from, from her and how to conduct yourself as mayor and how to set priorities and, and make sure, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be able to walk away from this job, whether it's on my own terms or whether I lose an election or whatever the, the conditions may be, I want to be able to walk, or I want to be able to walk away and say, I did everything I could for the best interest of this town to, to move us forward and to make sure we're sustainable, to protect what we have, to continue to grow and to, to provide for our residents. So um, she always kind of worked towards that goal as well and, and just doing what's right. And uh, she really set a great example in terms of building relationships in the community. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know Ann Siemens. Absolutely. And uh, she did a phenomenal job just connecting. And she cared about people. And I think that's what's important in a job like this. If you're here um, for any other reason other than caring about the people in this town and and caring about this community, then it's going to be a struggle. But if you're genuinely here because you want to make a difference and it's about relationships, which is what Anne was all about, it was about the people and it was about making a difference, then, um, I think, I think you're well positioned to, to do well in, in the role because you're in tune with what the residents want and you, you have a path forward that way. So I've tried to emulate some of that, I guess, in, in my work as mayor. 
uh, and, and keep us moving on the great path that she and many others have, have set before her too. So There is something that is talked about in the town often, and it's the fact that we could be a city, but we are still a town. And that is something I love. And I love that you, you and your council have embraced that as well, because it, it's true. When I first moved here uh, 19 years ago, my initial thought was, it feels like home. And I came from a really small town, like 2,500 people. And this was, you know, triple the size at the time or even more. And it still felt like home, like the small town feel. And I love that even 20 years later, it still feels that way, even though we are growing like exponentially. But <laughs> but why, for people that don't know the answer, why are we staying a town? Well, I mean, first and foremost, the residents have told us that they want to stay a town. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think it's important that we, we listen to that. I think the fact that we have the small town feel, quote unquote, is um, because of the people and, and not necessarily because of the physical size of our town. It's because we have a great parks department that organizes festivals that, that bring our community together, like block parties. Uh, we have tons of great uh, youth-serving organizations. We have minor soccer, minor baseball, and minor hockey, minor basketball, et cetera. There's, there's lots of great organizations that bring people together, and that's how you get that small-town feel. Because at every turn, there's an opportunity to connect with your neighbor, to be a part of something. Uh, and no matter you know, whether we're 10,000 people or 30,000 people, uh, as long as we maintain those values and that attitude, we're going to maintain that small town feel. And I think that's what's important for, for the town of Riverview. We, we've obviously grown over the last 50 years now, um, <laughs> and we're, we're, we're a lot bigger than, than we've ever been, but we've still been able to maintain that. And I'm very optimistic that we'll, we'll be able to maintain that because of the people who are in this town. It's about relationships. It's about that connectivity. And that's how you, you protect that. We always say that we're the, the, we have the small town feel and we want to stay a town, which I, I agree with. But we have to remember, too, we're also the fifth largest community in the province. <laughs> yeah. We are bigger than four cities in New Brunswick. <laughs> So we are a large community. Yes. We, we, we do have uh, a bigger population than, than four of the cities that are, are in New Brunswick as well. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for that, too, and the need for growth, the fact that people do want to come here. If you look at what's happening throughout the tri-community in the southeast region, we have massive growth that's coming into this area. There's an influx in, in newcomers that are coming into the area, and all of this is good for workforce, for growing the tax base, all of these things. That it's, it's, it's great news for us, and it doesn't have to jeopardize the small-town feel. I know people are worried about that, but that doesn't have to be a thing. Right. Now, is there any way that um, keeping the label of small town, does that hold us back from any potential big corporations, Starbucks, Walmart, you know, anything like that, that I know a lot of people would like to see in town, but at the same time wouldn't. It's very, it's very back and forth on that one. But does that for a corporation that has never been to Riverview and doesn't realize how big we actually are, would that hinder us? Um, I mean, I guess I would be speculating on that one. I would like to think that no. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there are smaller communities that have some of these larger box stores. To me, I think it's just a matter of dollars and cents and population. I think that's what businesses are going to look at. Can they be successful in a region, whether we're a town or a, a city? But we've had some of those places that have said, you know, unless we double our population, they're not really going to look at coming to Riverview, especially if you look at Walmart. You know, they have two superstores. Yeah. In, right across the river yeah. so that's probably not happening but the other thing that comes with that though is 
we hear a lot from residents that we don't necessarily want a Walmart right. or anything like that. What I'd love to see is you know some more office space coming to review people actually working uh, in in town instead of having to cross the river. Uh, obviously, the pandemic has changed a lot in the way people are working mm-hmm. from home and and that whole dynamic. And so. That can also be a good thing, though, because we are a residential community. Uh, and so if people are working from home, it means they're staying in town throughout the day and then they can capitalize on the businesses who are in Riverview uh, a lot easier. So there's there's different angles to, to work at like that. So We do um, have apartment buildings kind of going up everywhere we look or and a lot of us are assuming some of these things that are popping up are apartment buildings as well, which I agree isn't isn't a bad thing because um, there's a lot of our populations that's aging doesn't want to take care of their house anymore, right? Yeah, and I think we're at a point right now where we have a national housing crisis. Uh, Every community needs to do whatever it can to try and diversify your housing stock. Uh, Whether we're talking about affordable housing and and creating that segment of, of housing that needs to exist, or whether we're just looking at a diverse stock of housing so that folks who do want to downsize from houses and move into apartments uh, have a place to go. We we just need more in Riverview. We have a 0.2 vacancy rate right now, which is basically there's nothing in this town. Non-existent, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the reality is that we, we do need to grow the tax base because the alternative is we grow the tax rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think anybody wants that. We don't want it to be more expensive to live in this town. Uh, than it already is. So we we need to focus on growing the tax base. And I think it's just the reality of 2023 that the, the market is demanding apartment buildings right now because you're seeing seniors who want to downsize. You're also seeing young couples that need a place to live that maybe are not at a stage where they can afford a home. And so they're, they're looking for apartments as well. And so trying to provide this diverse mix uh, of housing stock is, is crucial for us if we want to remain a, a viable choice for, for people coming into the area. Let's move to the rec center for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the rec center, we're hoping to do some site prep this year uh, and then be able to go to tender in the fall or in, in the winter, I mean, uh, with, uh, with actual construction work. And we're hoping the doors will open early 2026. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you, off the top of your head, know any of the amazing things that are going to be inside that we can kind of give people hope for? The pool, which there was just another donation for the pool, right? Yeah, we had a, a, an anonymous donor who was uh, willing to contribute some extra money to add two lanes to it. So I think it's a 10-lane, 25-meter pool now. Amazing. Uh, and we have an indoor walking track. We have uh, the field house. So it's going to have... Uh, or it's supposed to have two different surface levels, the hard surface uh, and then the removable turf uh, surface as well. So it's going to be a really versatile space uh, and it'll allow us to do different conventions and things like that too, which is great for Riverview to be able to welcome some of those things into town. Uh, tons of meet community space and, and things like that as well. So Interesting. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. And uh, it's up near Mill Creek. Yeah, the um, run and meet entrance of Mill Creek. The forestry in our area, something that always blows my mind is being in Mill Creek or in the Dobson and realizing that you're in the middle of town. You know what I mean? Like, how is that possible that we have so much greenery? It's obviously very important for the town to keep that up. Yeah, I mean, we put a lot of focus on outdoor recreation uh, in this town and getting people outside. Uh, so whether it's through Mill Creek or the Dobson or even on the Riverfront Trail, mm-hmm. we're trying to have vegetation and, and greenery uh, through all of our public spaces, even Kaisley Park, you know, there's there's a lot of trees around the area, and and so, not every green space in town is is town-owned land. Some of it's owned by developers who, <laughs> at some point, will will yeah. want to develop their land uh, as is their right. But yeah, there's there's lots of green space. We've made a really concerted effort 
especially in Mill Creek. Uh, we've just acquired a, a couple of more parcels of land just to try and protect the park a little bit more uh, to add to that green space because nature is important to this town uh, and it's important to our residents. They've told us many times they want us to continue doing things like that. Uh, but I think it's one of those things that really adds to the uniqueness of our town, the fact that we do have such amazing outdoor recreation assets uh, for people to use here. I know during the pandemic we had... I think one of the, the, the counters at Mill Creek had 2,000 people in the park. And, uh, wow. and so it was always busy. Yeah. There was nothing else to do during the pandemic yep. other than be <laughs> outside. And so you might as well go through um, an amazing spot like Mill Creek. And now that we have the back end of the trail open from bridge to bridge, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a really, really great spot. And so we want to continue to protect things like that. It is important uh, for us, uh, even when developments come in, uh, you know, there's, there's always land for public purposes. Um, that can be uh, applied to new developments to either do playgrounds or, or just public spaces uh, where applicable or, or where appropriate. So we're always mindful of that and, and trying to, to make sure that we're protecting our outdoor space. Something uh, that you've said a couple of times that I love hearing you say is that our residents have told us, our residents have told us. So clearly you guys are listening, yeah. which doesn't happen often. So, <laughs> so uh, it's really appreciated from, you know, someone who is using all of the assets of this town. I appreciate that you that you guys do listen. And you are, like, you've got obviously a very great social media team that is um, leading the charge on things like that, running surveys. Um, but do you find that you get a lot of town feedback on things like that i i find that i do uh, yeah. but i think the the <laughs> when i'm out having supper with my family yes <laughs> yes that is that is true but that, i think it's all in how you do the job right like my my goal has been to get to as many things as i can in the community mm-hmm. so that i can be accessible as the mayor but more importantly so i can really talk to people and get to know what they want social media is great in a lot of ways but it's a train wreck in a lot of ways mm-hmm. too and absolutely it, uh, you might have vocal people on social media, but in my tenure on council, I realized pretty quickly that it doesn't even remotely represent the majority of residents in town. Um, and so the only way to really get that feedback is to get out and talk to people and find out what's important to them. And we, we really do want to make a, a concerted effort to listen. I try and do uh, live Q&As on my, my Facebook page as often as I can. We're in the summer right now, so we've taken a, we, we break every summer, uh, mostly because nobody listens in the summer. Yeah. Uh, but in May, and, May and June, we actually left Facebook and went and did in-person Q&As to get out and actually talk to you know Royal Court and talk to the seniors there in Buckingham Place. We did a public session here at Town Hall. We went to the high school and talked to students there. So we're really trying to get out and, and hear directly from the residents what's important to them because we can't make informed decisions unless we, we know what, what the residents want. And it doesn't mean we're going to agree all the time. Uh, we've obviously had our share of contentious votes, and, and not everybody agrees on everything. Not everybody on council agrees on everything all the time. So, uh, But it, I think what's important is to try and make as informed a decision as possible based on what the residents want and what the best needs of the town are. Okay. I think I think that's very smart. It's a great way to go about it. Um, before I let you head off today, what would you like to see <laughs> <laughs> in the future for the town? Well, I was thinking a Tosh Taylor statue somewhere. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I know it's been a long time coming, <laughs> yes, and uh, it's it's overdue in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, over the next couple of years, I guess we obviously want to complete the recreation complex. I think some of the big issues that we're facing right now are, are similar to what other municipalities are facing, and I think it's what's what's going to take the majority of our time is addressing housing. 
and addressing some of the social issues that are going on right now because they're incredibly complex issues. They're not issues that municipalities alone can, can, um, can address. And so one of the really challenging pieces of those things is going to be to work with the provincial levels of government and the federal levels of government on how do we collaborate and how do we work together and, and how do we really tackle some of this stuff? We need we need more housing, so that's going to challenge us on zoning issues. We may be faced with more rezonings, or we may just need to work with, directly with del- developers to find land that's suitable for the that's existing that that suits the projects that they need. In terms of the social issues, that's so complex. There's so much that's happening now with municipal reform having just happened. And now we're funneling through everything. Uh, we're funneling everything through a group called the Regional Service Commission. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, an entity that represents all 13 municipalities in southeastern New Brunswick. There's there's several of them throughout the province. They're now responsible for social issues, for economic development, for tourism, uh, and et cetera. And so we're we're having to focus our our energy on working with this entity on addressing homelessness, addressing substance abuse issues, working with the community and and trying to figure out how do we get out in front of these issues instead of just reacting all the time and how do we be proactive and those are really big questions that take more than just municipalities and and more resources than municipalities have like the the town just does not have the capacity to address these things on our own and so those are really heavy conversations that we still have to have and i suspect they'll take a lot of time uh over the uh, the next couple of years but you know our our strategic plan was laid out at the beginning of our term and we're going to continue working on that we're going to continue to address public safety Uh, i want to give kudos to the rcmp because we came into this term knowing that there was a lot of resident concerns with policing. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of great conversations, especially with the new superintendent, Benoit Gillette, uh, and he's been incredibly responsive. He even came to a, a private residence meeting for a group on a particular street that was having a lot of concerns, and he himself came and, and addressed questions and tried to help provide some clarity. And so we're seeing great improvement in the relationship between communities and the RCMP now, uh, great improvement in their presence. They have the bike patrols. They're coming to all of our events now. There's, there's tons of great things that are happening from a policing standpoint, so we're really happy to have been able to make some progress on that, and we're going to keep working on that, especially as they move into their new facility uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's lots of different things like that within our strategic plan that we want to look at. Our municipal plan will be up for review that dictates zoning and uh, all the procedures for development for the town, and so uh, we'll be putting a committee together that's going to look at that, and, and that's really going to be a roadmap for the future for the town to, to look at what path are we going to set ourselves on for the next 10 years as a community. So that's a, that's a really important piece mm-hmm. um, that's going to be looked at probably uh, early 24, um, and we'll, we'll see what comes, uh, comes from all of that. <laughs> for some people listening that might interest them, the public, are they allowed to be on the committee for that? Yeah, no, it, we, we will definitely be looking for, for public input okay. into all of that. Uh, it's a little early, so I'm not sure the mm-hmm. exact structure of everything. So, But there will be residents, uh, most, most likely there will be residents on that committee, and then we'll probably have specific stakeholder working groups as well. Like we'll want to hear from developers, we'll want to hear from any stakeholder that's involved in the development process as well. So we want to make things easy so that Riverview is is attractive both as a a place for residential development but also for local business as well. Mm -hmm. We put a lot of focus lately on uh, supporting local business and Yatlong Murphy is our our business liaison doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, She's she's incredible. Uh, Shout out to Yatlong. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And uh, so we're really trying to connect with our our business community more and, and make it more attractive to want to come and do business in the town of Riverview. And so 
there's so many opportunities for us to, to continue to grow. So my objective over the next few years is uh, something that I've been saying since 2012, since I got on, mm -hmm. is to work to grow our tax base to make sure that we can sustain the high service level that we have because you know everything from snow clearing to programming that we offer through parks uh, our residents have come to expect a, a high level of, of, of service from us uh, and rightfully so because our team consistently delivers on it yeah. so kudos to our team as well uh, and so I want to protect that uh, I want Riverview to continue on the path that we're on but it, it does require us to grow the tax base so We'll look to welcome even more people yeah. to our, our our small town, fifth largest community in New Brunswick. <laughs> I like that, though. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs>